Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is the holly that will be on your own front door. We've guests live in studio now, you know, and uh, I have to say that I was hoping I might have been able to trick them into singing live along with Bing Crosby there uh, because we have broken the taboo of playing Christmas songs in November. It is time, in fact, to start talking about P-A-N-T-O. P-A-N-T-O. Oh, yeah, bring it on. P-A-N-T-O. Give me a P. Can I go for a P? Give me an A. We'll rescue that one very quickly. Padraig, DeFusco and Cormac Costello, the two of you, are so welcome in this morning. Thank you very much. It's our first chance to chat about Panto. And I mean, like, the thing is, I suppose, really, if you are in the world of Panto. Panto begins in autumn, you know, in August nearly, you know, and the writing of it begins back in March. Oh <laughs> back God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you are taking to the stage of the Everman Theatre with Beauty and the Beast and the most incredible confection of creatures and creations taking place. Um, and all of that sort of production work happens uh, with other people. Ye have the craft of conjuring up these beloved characters. They are beloved, I suppose. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is one of those pantos that maybe has uh, just kind of mm, evolved over the last kind of 20, 30 years since the the Disney version. And um, yeah, there, there's a lot of love for, for, for those characters, a lot of love for for Belle and for the Beast and for this love story where where there's a, there's a fella who's, you know, on the outside, he's not nice to look at and seems to be not nice at all and then through the play we get to see that, that there's more important things than in love book by its cover know. kind of a job yeah. yes because yeah. you are playing the beast I am rar yeah <laughs> <laughs> Be doesn't sound beasty enough at all. No, oh my god! I see the panto. And then I <laughs> hope now you're going to be able to get down. I mean, I have a of bit course. of an old chest you know, cough going on at the minute, so I could really let let rip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but are you relishing that that role? Yes, absolutely. It's it's funny. Um, when I was 16, I did a a musical, the musical version of Beauty and the Beast, and I played Gaston. So it's a very different kind of uh, being on the other side of the 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 table, I suppose. Um, yeah, the Beast is quite. Uh, a fun part to play because it's, it's there's so much depth to the character, and um, he comes from this privileged uh, background where he kind of takes everything for granted and people for granted in general, and and uh, isn't a very nice person. And then through the teachings of of Bell being human and having this optimistic and positive view of the world and wanting to explore and 
uh, he he kind of comes out of this um, scariness and uh, becomes starts to remember what it was like to be human. I suppose. I think mm. you see the thing is, you know, when you think about Panto and you think about Christmas, you think of all these stories. Like quite often, the female character can be the heroine in scene, but the Beast is the one who has really the the storyline, the ultimate transformation, mm. and all the layers of humanity yeah. in this character. Like you know, how many people are in therapy and counselling because we put up walls, we can't cope with people. I mean, we had social distancing. He Absolutely. was the inventor of it. Yeah. You know all that sort of thing and people who can't cope with uh, how other people treat them or if you were ever bullied in your life if you were ever excluded in your life mm. every single one of those things is wrapped up in this fictional character of the beast so it's it's never a character to be underestimated or dismissed as you know tokenism in a children's story it, there is so much mm-hmm. and that's I guess why the innocence of kids when they're watching something like this that's what they relate to because Absolutely. so many vulnerable people and children would see themselves in this this character mm-hmm. but it is presented in this just glorious fantastic fun filled mm-hmm. uh, package of song and silliness because mm. he can be silly too absolutely yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of silly characters there is a lot of, yeah you know <laughs> there's yeah we we have uh we have a, a talking candle uh sparky looney who is brilliant and we have barbie uh, makes uh, uh brilliant appearances throughout the show uh, so barbie and the uh, feather duster character become one and the same um and we have of course the fantastic villain of of Gaston who is all about the ego and privilege as well so so there's a kind of there's a parallel between these two characters of of Gaston who's just full of himself, thinks he's a bee's knees. And like that's been played by Michael Sands and should we all know wasn't that perfect casting? Oh, he is so (laughs) So if Michael is listening this morning now and uh, and didn't bother coming in to us this morning, we're only teasing. Uh, But you know, Gaston, what a great character to play as well. And you you did that as well at one stage, Patrick, and like just... Yeah, letting yeah. rip, you know, decides, fire the guns, it's, and it's, to to sit and watch him yeah. do his stuff is just <laughs> such a, a pleasure because he's just his comedy chops are are, and of course not just comedy chops. Then he opens his voice to sing, and yeah. it's like oh. Good grief! <laughs> you you know because from a non singer, and it's not just Michael Sands that the the cast bats down the order in terms of singing talent. Like uh, you know this this gent sitting next to me here, Patrick, is a beautiful voice. There's Andrew Lane, a beautiful voice. Uh, uh, Belle, who's who's played uh, by uh, by Marion. She just opens Marion Goggin. Marion Goggin. She opens her her mouth, and this. This just energy comes out. And again, for, for a non-singer, I'm just kind of gobsmacked with, with envy. What are you doing there all together, Cormac? Like, if you don't seem to have much going on. Not a lot. You know, non-singer looking at all these yeah, talented ones non, around non, you. Non-singer, non-dancer. Yeah. I, 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 I disagree with that now. Uh, <laughs> he, he's got some moves. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen you throw <laughs> shapes. <laughs> That's what I kind of... How did you, how did I, you I talk your way knee. into this? Ah, look, I just have a really good agent. All right, of course, I mean, like everyone knows you, your your character and your your you know joy in Cork and everything like that. But uh, remind people, like I, I know you from stuff in Bouncers, and you've done loads on TV and all sorts of crack. Um, yeah, but also the thing about me and this gig is it really it is a joy to do it. It landed on my lap. I'm only just back. So the reason you haven't seen me around, I've yeah. been in Australia for the last 14 years. So I went to Australia in 2009 for a year. With my uh, with my Aussie partner and eight year old uh, daughter, um, and then one year turned into fourteen, 
and thought that was great, great fun. We we uh, we eventually um, just made the move only this summer to, okay. to to come back. So I haven't had a chance to catch up with you kind I of know. before that. So like I, I I'm finding out live now as much as the listeners what went down and and why you decided to make the move back and and actually why you decided <laughs> to make the move. You know, with an eight year old daughter, I suppose. Aussie girlfriend. Okay, it's, it's simple, simple as that. She, she, uh, I, I dragged her over here in you know uh, ten years prior to that. Yeah, uh, probably was it ninety nine? I think it was. And um, so she had done her, she had done her dash, um, and we thought we'd go for a year because she left all her family behind. And so that's what we did. Dragged the daughter over, and and you know within the blink of an eye, all of a sudden my my Irish daughter. Becomes an Aussie teenager and, and, uh, well, not even teenager. She, she probably lost her accent after about a year. Well, um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, you know, okay, relationships so, like, do that. Because, you see, the thing is for me, obviously, with cancer and chemo and COVID and the whole lot of it, an awful lot of, I suppose, the last five years are in this weird time warp for me. Mm. Um, so I didn't mm. realize you were gone as long as that. I was thinking about, cause people, the amount of people who've asked me this question, Cork, what, are, like, what are you doing coming back here? You were in Australia. The weather's lovely over there. And of course it is, um, but I wonder whether there was a little, and this only occurred to me probably last week, whether there was little COVID-y thinking about, you know, allegedly that the whole world kind of woke up mm. to, to living in the moment during yeah. COVID because that's all we had. We didn't know what was, we didn't, you know, we didn't have any reality above uh, or beyond two and a half kilometers or whatever it was. And so you kind of had to kind of, okay, let's, it's not assume or mm. take it, take anything for granted. Totally. So I wonder that there was a bit of that kind of thinking in terms of, yeah, I think I want to come home for, for a time. Um, yeah. And also... And so thought, you did. Yeah, but but yeah. I'm, I'm curious about what kind of work you got up to then while you were over there because, you know, like traction and action, mm, yeah. you know, especially when you're working in the field of the arts and, you know, filming, drama and all of the rest of it. Like you had traction in Ireland uh, as a stage theatre, film, television actor. And mm. then to just go... Yeah, I'm doing. It. I'm doing it all for love. I'm doing it for my family, and I'm moving to the other side of the world, and I'm starting again. Like, oh my God, what did you do? Well, I think um, scaredy pantsness took over a little because well, that and the genuine belief that I was only going to be doing it for a year. So I said, Do I really want to haul my backside around Sydney, knocking on agents' doors yeah. and knocking on casting directors' doors, and you know, showing my mug around the place uh, when I'm only going to be here a year? So I didn't. And I just did other work, which is okay, which is fine. I, 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 I then... And to then get one, a paper round, Cormac? To get a paper round? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my cycling has come on in leaps and bounds. Uh, you should see my calves. Um, but no, what I ended up doing was I, I reverted back to my, I suppose, other adult career, which is kind of community work. So I ended up um, going back into to community mental health work uh, and then laterally... About for five or six years, and then about five years of homelessness work, but all because I thought, yeah, I'm not going to be here for, you know, I'm not going to be here for another year, and that that kind of carried on. That's but about amazing. but about halfway through my time, I then actually said, hang on a minute, I need to, to to do some acting as well. So so for the last, I suppose, seven years, I was I was back into theatre as well. So I was doing theatre for. And the what last was it like years. breaking into that um, over in Sydney? Um, it was. Uh, like it, it was possibly you, you weren't relying on reputation so you were just rocking up to auditions doing an audition and if you if you nailed it you got a part yeah 
Yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing. And yeah. I'm also kind of fascinated, even though I know it's kind of slightly off book for what we'd normally be talking about on a Sunday. Um, but, you know, we're so conscious at the moment of the cost of living crisis, the inequity that we have in society and mm. how much we're all kind of talking and struggling and aware of, I'm aware of how fortunate and everything like that that I am. And I look around and every single day the news is telling us about homelessness and everything like that. And to see, mm. Uh, mm. you know, to travel to literally the other side of the world and suddenly find that actually there's a place for you to work with that uh, area as much as as ever you know did you bring back any lessons that you think for here look i think you you've kind of expressed it really well in terms of of um a sense of gratitude for for what i have um you can't open a paper in australia without the rental crisis being being somewhere here so Isn't very similar yeah. to, to, to you know we, we feel it's such a kind of a an irish government yeah. Irish situation it's, thing, but it's it's, it's, it's universal actually it's at the moment. A, well, isn't it? I don't know it's about mad. universal, but certainly these two countries that I know of, yeah. they both have bonkers high rents, mm. very low um, vacancy rates. So that if you if you don't have a place and you're, you're trying to rent and trying to rock up at a viewing, you're there with another 150 odd people who try to outbid each other. Wow! Um, oh my god! So so and that actually kind of contributed to our decision to come home to in that um we have a place here there's a there's a reason for mm, gratitude yeah and um, so we have our, we actually have our place here and we've been you know so lucky to go back to it just okay. up the road and say, so what i'm asking you know Carlock really right. is like has your right, daughter right. got her cork accent back yet or not <laughs> or is no. she oh well and sadly <laughs> well like uh, uh like she so she's her identity is all aussie of course all it would friends be. Yeah, no, she, yeah. she does have kind of a, a one lifelong friend here and you know maybe more than one lifelong friend here but all her main friends are back in Oz. So she's going back. She probably Which will. means we'll probably yes. do a bit of flicking. Back and forth. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's got to happen. Yeah. But, you know, isn't it mad? You bring all that kind of life experience and everything like that, uh, that all of those things that happen to us, they, you know, we are the sum of our parts, you know, in so many respects. And it is through having that kind of depth and understanding of life, death, emotions, love, laughing, you know, throwing caution to the wind. And you have to be able to kind of rock up into Panto and just say, right, here we are. It's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Here we go. And lash yeah. into it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, like, um, yeah. in there, it's not, it's, everyone's, we're very much a big family. It's yeah. mad. Because yeah. I come from Dungarvan and Waterford. I'm the only person from outside of Cork what? in the cast. So, like, I've I've just finished my master's in School of Music there. So, I have, um, and my brother used to live here for at least 12 years, I think it was. So, I would have come to Cork City before I would have gone to Waterford City, which is mad. Um, but, yeah, coming in and being made feel like part of the, part of the gang, like an, an honorary Cork member of the, of the cast. It's lovely, like, it's really nice. It really is. Well, I mean, mm. like, we don't say come on the data that often, but like, if you're going to do a real <laughs> decent beast for us, how bad? Yeah. How he, He's bad? also doing it in a Waterford accent. It's really Stop. good. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's going around the, the tail. Proper, the proper Waterford. Come on, Come on, I take you on, boy. I hit you with me blah. I do love a blad, to be fair. I do love a blad. Well, who doesn't? I mean, you know, who, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, in fairness. <laughs> one around uh, the tail, one of the weaknesses in life. Stop now, I'll be doing it in a French accent next. <laughs> do you get a chance to do much accent play in this? Um, well, I mean, the Beast has a very deep voice, all right, so I do have to to intonate it down, but uh, other than that, not really. No, I feel um, Michael gets a good good, good laugh out of the change in the accents, all right. There's, yeah. a, there's a few different accents thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, gas, gas bag is a bit of a 
all over the place character. So uh, yeah, no, it's very He's funny seeing kind of American what? superhero kind of yeah. uh, in his own head. <laughs> it must be said. <laughs> I'm talking about Michael here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael is always in his own head. But yeah, other than that, I think everyone is in a cork accent. You're, I, I, I like even though I played this character Shandon, who is the clock. Ella Cog's work in the in the original. Uh, I'm I'm kind of playing him kind of as, a big, but he's also the the kind of butler. So I'm playing him kind of English butlery kind of so English. Yeah, you just get Tough. to have such fun. Yeah, just we such do, fun. Like, and totally you know, yeah. like the thing is, yes, a, a, a panto is always all singing, all dancing. Beauty and the Beast has every sort of confection you could possibly imagine with it. Uh, but Catherine Mahan Buckley and the team in Cada, mm. you know, pull out all the stops to really, really, really make this, you know, every inch a traditional panto as well mm. as a fantastical fairy tale in the Everman mm. every year. Mm. And it's such an inclusive production and it's always been that uh, philosophy for Catherine and mm. the entire team at the Everman yeah. as well, which is yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and, and of course, a live orchestra. So, great We had the pleasure of, of uh, Olin Rin is doing the set and he gave us uh, a sneak preview um, and it's so beautiful and, and and technologically uh it's a little bit kind of groundbreaking as well so the set will be will be a bit of a feature and 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 we like it was lovely watching him watching us because he was going through the stuff and everybody was sat around on the floor everybody was going <gasps> oh <laughs> <laughs> so really, yeah 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 isn't it yeah, great yeah you know yeah. i mean like yes it's a job and yes, by God, Panto takes every ounce of stamina you could possibly ever need. Like, I mean, are you vitamin C, echinacea? Oh, the multivitamin C. Yeah, exactly. You do, you do have to get all the, mm. the vaccines and everything like that so that you're, don't put the production at risk or yourself at risk. And Three shows a day on, on yes. you know, more, more than one day. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, yeah. it's making sure you eat as well. Like, for me, like, it, last year was, was a, a real eye opener of God. I've no time to eat, so like you know, bring a packed lunch. And, yeah, well, know, what's a good panto lunch now? Uh, I mean, if you have the pasta, yeah, yeah. In, a, in one of those you know jars that keeps hot, and you yes. get a pesto, and yeah, yeah, definitely mm. a bit of pasta. You can mm. imagine there'll be wafts from the beast of uh, pesto when he's yeah. out on the stage <laughs> in the second half. <laughs> I would like to give a shout out as well to Maeve Reedman as well uh, for doing the the mask and the makeup. Uh, it was in amazing. I'm sure you've seen the the, the photo down at, outside the Everyman, and it's just absolutely amazing the work she did on the on the makeup and. The I mean, cost, this is film worthy well. work. Yes, yeah, it really is film film worthy mm. work. Like because that transformation scene for the Beast is just one of the most electric things you ever see on stage. Mm. You know, there's a couple of sort of those big quintessential panto moments. Cinderella's transformation and Absolutely. the beast's transformation mm. are the two mm. like mm. ones that you mm. never forget mm. as a child mm. or at any point in your adult life um and so i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah, as much as too. anybody else listen father can call it's been just such a delight to have the two of you in this morning Thanks and so to great. fire the starting gun on christmas and booking pantos and all that sort of stuff now with beauty and the beast running the whole way through to some date in january it's phenomenal and I, I would literally kind of uh prompt the audience to kind of yeah look at the website because apparently it, it's it's booking heavily and so 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 if you want kind of the nice tickets or the nice seats that you want i wouldn't kind of sit in your hands I'd really i know get i know there. yeah a friend of mine started booking back in the start of september and i went oh my god are you serious and she said no i have to get it done i have to get it done yeah. <laughs> lads congratulations to the two of you and the best of luck with the run thanks so much thank for coming you, in thank you Quartz 96 fm and c103 the arts house
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.